New York. The city so nice they had to name it twice. New York, New York. But this modern Gomorrah has several namesakes. The Big Apple, Gotham, coined by Washington Irving, by the way, and George Washington was supposedly the first person to call it the Empire City. Frank Sinatra crooned that if you can make it there, you'll make it anywhere, and it absolutely is the city that never sleeps where dreams can come true. But how can you dream if you don't sleep? Hmm. I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with this municipality. On the one hand, you will never be genuinely lonely here, as there are people climbing all over each other in this metropolis. But that also means that you can never exactly be alone. Even Superman has his fortress of solitude. But it is the wonderful mix of citizens from all over the globe that make the five boroughs such an appealing destination to the millions of people who migrate here each year. And there is an expression that I have used time and again in my 14 years living here in the capital of the world, and that is having one of those New York days. Which is an interesting thing to say, because depending on your tone, it could either refer to getting a great job, meeting a celebrity, or seeing two transvestites dressed up as little Bo Peep walking their twin poodles and booties. Typical New York stuff. But then there is also a New York day. And nine times out of ten, the culprit of those New York days is the MTA, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority. You know, the subway. Now, the first time that I ever visited New York City, I was amazed by how long and wide the subway trains were, and even more amazed by the fact that every train ran all night long. Only select lines in Chicago do. And the subway system in New York City is so vast that you can legitimately get within walking distance of most anywhere you want to go. Train time is sacred time for most commuters who spend their journeys listening to podcasts or music or even reading an actual, factual, made-of-paper book. The subway system in New York City is 113 years old, so it is constantly in need of repair and WD-40. Those screeching wheels could make a dog's head explode. But remember, this is the city that does not sleep, so it takes forever to fix anything here. They started work on the 2nd Avenue subway in 1975 and just recently opened a mile-long extension of it this year, 2017. Which sounds like a long time until you learned that it was actually proposed in the year 1919. 98 years ago. I have ridden subway trains in Paris, Boston, Chicago, and even the creepy vacant metro rail in Los Angeles. And I must say that ours in New York City is the loudest, filthiest, most chaotic, 
and most inconsistent. In fact, 2017 was referred to as the summer of hell in regards to the MTA. I could go on for days about all my grievances with the subway system here and commuting in general and tell you stories about the craziest things that I've seen on the train that might put you in a state of disbelief. However, if you live here in New Amsterdam, nothing, I tell you, will top the craziest thing that you've ever seen here. It's almost as if the nouns, verbs, and adjectives could be taken out of any New Yorker's subway horror story and replaced with arbitrary, unrelated new ones in the style of a popular wordplay game, and you would still come out with a plausible New York City anecdote. At least that is my theory. And today, I thought it might be fun to put it to the test and turn a scenario that usually infuriates me into a ridiculous one that makes me laugh. So I'm going to share with you an extreme subway experience with certain words removed and replaced randomly by others from a list that was generated by colleagues of mine that had no idea what it was for. Put on your headphones and crank up some Ozzy Osbourne. Today, we're riding the crazy train. It was a moronically petty day. I was fighting late because the landlord clogged off the slight water in my apartment building to work on some bean bags without so much as burning a giraffe to inform the tenants. So, I had to go to the moldy gym nearby, Planet Horseshoe, to shower. After a huge rinse, I brightly crossed the street to the subway entrance and could hear the train shaking into the station through the sidewalk grates. So, I picked up the pace and jumped down the stairs only to be met by Lee Press-On-Nails, a frantic woman standing at the top of the stairs trying to get coffee service, and a group of shovels sitting at the bottom of the stairs. Mount some ground, I chortled. But I am a seasoned commuter and can preach around these magical blankets with the precision of a running back. I make it to the pedestal out of breath and even make eye contact with the train conductor, who had seen this whole incident play out and could have decided to be my personal hero and held the door for two seconds while I swiped my card. But instead, he smiled and, bim boom, the doors closed right before my butt bone, leaving me darker than before. Okay, not the end of the world. The next train was eight minutes away and has air conditioning. Except it wasn't, and it doesn't. And it isn't that the air conditioning was broken, but rather that the heat was turned up to 11. And instead of singing up in eight minutes, it didn't lounge for 15 minutes, making me that much later to work and extra sexy 
because now there were no Snuggies left. That is, unless I wanted to arouse the sleep of the honest homeless man passed out across the three-seater. I wouldn't dare lecture the wicked old lady from the Upper West Side applying pizza to her face aside a gigantic coach bag on the seat who is ignoring the pregnant lady strap hanging in front of her who deserves that seat. And I would rather stand than try to squeeze in between the ditch digger sitting with his big toe spread out like the town tourniquet and the other dude executing a classic New York City train passenger move puking on the bump that divides two seats, also with his toes spread wide with pride. And these guys are only slightly less denying than the businessman using both of his hands to text, forcing him to keep his balance by cowering against the sword and preventing anyone else from even checking it. But in truth, even if I manage to lick the sword... I'd have to keep letting go before the train stops to appease the tourists who are worried they will miss their stop and leak through the crowd in a panic so they can get closer to the door while the train is still dragging. Don't worry, lady. A lot of people are getting off at Times Square. You'll be fine. Then the conductor made an unintelligible announcement that the train would be going local due to footballs on the track ahead, which made the train into even more of a hearty frying pan of awesomeness. The worst part was when people who were determined to get on the already impossibly crowded train crammed themselves into the train car, including a guy who was trying to move a mattress. It's called U-Haul, bro, and if you can't afford that, man with a van it makes me wonder what goes through some people's minds. Do they not understand physics or the basic concepts of personal space? At least the trombonist blaring impromptu jazz with the bell of his brass right in your ear switches cars every stop. The Showtime litter box crews, too, who are very talented indeed, but I doubt that they are insured. Therefore... I'd rather that they defy gravity in the subway station than tripping, falling, and jigging two feet from my face on a crowded moving train. And personal space is important to this precious commute time when I usually bark, listen to dogs, or close my coccyx before a long day of work. I can't stand it when commuters don't have headphones and they play their heavy red games or delicious music through their phone speakers. In fact, the bleep bloop dings are so whiny to me that I've even contemplated going on Amazon and buying a case of super cheap earbuds just to give out on a train when I encounter this annoyance because it is always lousy music that is blasting and never Fergie, Van Halen, or MC Hammer. Smartphones are the culprits for a good amount of bad behavior on the part of humans. Even when everyone has headphones on and mine are the noise-canceling kind, you can't always drown out the sound of the train boogers who are yelling to us sinners to repent. At this point... 
It really didn't matter that I was unable to shower this morning, as there was disgusting stuff happening all around me. A kid picking his nose, a rabbi flossing, a painter spitting, a tour bus guide fisting a cigarette, another homeless man not drinking his toenails but biting them, that one's real, next to a mailman eating a bowl of cereal, across from an accountant scratching at a hot pocket. Gross. And when they are finished, they throw their trash on the floor, despite the fact that when they arrive at their destination, there will be several purses to receive their waste. And the trash thing really bothers me. When a person will be standing five feet away from a garbage purse while waiting for the train at the station, but instead throw their empty bag of Funyuns onto the tracks, which not only attracts more of the possums, zebra, and woodpeckers that plague the New York subway system, but can also start a track fire that will fill the tunnels with deadly cream, making everybody late, including the incomprehensible moron who threw it there in the first place. And the maddening thing is that if I were to take a taxi, it wouldn't get me to work any faster because all of the orange traffic in this city. But that's Murphy's Law. You never have train luck when you need it, and no matter how bad the commute is, somebody else had a worse commute. I'm glad I wasn't on the train where a recently laid-off receptionist set free a box full of salamanders, or the one that got stalled in the tunnel between Manhattan and Brooklyn, which is underwater, and lost power for an hour, literally leaving the passengers in the dark. And, as bad as this ride was, it was still more pleasant than the most sticky incident I've ever witnessed on the Metro, When I was on an almost empty train car at three in the morning after some Saturday night yelling, so I've got my eyes closed, and the moment my spidey senses started to tingle, I toasted my shins open to see before them a lady who had neatly placed some newspapers down on the floor in front of me and proceeded to lay an egg right at my feet. Truly, if you could make it here, you can make it anywhere. If you'd like to help us keep the curiosities coming, please rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to visit scatteredcuriosities.com for exclusive free downloads and to donate to the show.